Week four has come and gone, and it is Wednesday night, which means it is time when we gather for another EFFL podcast. I'm Dakota, again, here with Cowman. Yo! And our commissioner, Sean. How's it going? And I also have a very special guest. We are going to celebrate the first fantasy victory of Big Chunky Ben, owner Fadil. Fadil, what is up, man? Hey, everybody. Fadil is coming to us live from Costco. Uh, his team, if you did not know, Big Chunky Ben is brought to you by Costco. Costco, Kirkland, hot dogs and churros. Fadil is here because he was able to come back. His back was against the wall. 0-2, needed to, to get a win. And again, this is, this is last week, so we're kind of catching up here. He could not make it last week. He had prior media obligations. Uh, but Fadil, what was your message to the team heading into your game 0-2? You know, I, I got around and I uh, brought in the boys and we, I told them like, Hey, look, like, uh, you know, it's not every moment we get a chance like this. And, um, you know, we're all living our dreams and we have to take, uh, live it to the, live it to the fullest. So, um, we all um, got together. We 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 made it and um, made a prayer and really just just uh, it sort of felt like the New York Giants in two thousand eight. You know, we just played our hearts out and and um, and a victory happened. We won. So your victory came in behind a very strong quarterback performance. Kirk Cousins putting up 30 points and Josh Allen putting up a big 45. Um, you were actually going up against Ben Roethlisberger. Do you think that there was any ill will or do you think that your name was bulletin board material for him that week? He underperformed big time. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Uh, well, you know, to be honest, um, first off, I, you know, Big Ben's Big Ben and you know, the name stands for itself. Uh, there's a lot of respect to it. And the, um, I, I think he sort of felt heartbroken that the team that is named after him, um, didn't pick him up this year. And, but, you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't think anything was in his head. That's just not how he plays. You know, he plays with a strong heart. He plays with an empty, he, he, uh, clears out all the drama from his head. I don't think it got into his head. You know, I just feel like it was just a bad, bad week. But, you know, he's going to come back around. Big Ben Roethlisberger himself will come back around, back around and set things straight for the league. So, but no ill will, just respect between, you know, Ben and I have sat and talked about it. All right. So at Permanis, we, we met up and had, had a couple of Pitt, uh, Pittsburghers and, you know, all's well between us. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Is he behaving in Pittsburgh? Oh yeah, you know the the um, you know Coach T, you know is always is not even considering benching him. Coach T loves him. He, uh, you know, he um, spends a lot of he's 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 very family oriented. Base family football, that's his motto. And um, you know he, you know he's doing all right. He's doing all right for himself. He, he's he's living the dream. That's good to hear. Cam and Sean, did you guys have any questions for Fidel? Um, did you get to see uh, Big Ben's motorcycle? Oh well, he has a motorcycle collection. His favorite is the is the um, is the uh, what's that uh, with that Honda dirt bike? 
Uh, I forgot what it's called, but I hey, let me Google it real quick. Um, <laughs> it's a he it, he he has like a like a he has an off road Honda. It's like yeah, he loves it, and um, um, but yeah, yeah, he's he's a collection of them. Um, awesome. You can't really say you can't really disrespect the Honda brand. You know, big guys love big brands, and Big Ben goes with rolls with Honda. Honda, and uh, yeah, he, you know, he had, he liked the CR four fifty R. So, good man. Yeah, Fidel. This goes back to uh, back in August, night of the draft. Did you have a strategy going into the draft, and during the draft, what was your strategy? Well, your Google your Google Doc that you sent me, that was my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my main strategy. <laughs> Google Docs is a very strong tool. Um, uh, you know, it, it's good to see that it is being utilized, the, the strength and power of that application in this league. You're going against Sean this week, you know, you dropped another game, but you know everybody's pretty close. There's still a lot of fantasy to go. You know, what's your message to Sean this week? Well, Sean, it's all it's all about respect. You know, I respect John. He respects me. That's it. Then the game just takes care of itself. That that that's all that matters. You know, um, he you know I have faith in John. He's going to bring out the, the absolute best. He's going to bring out 110 percent of his teammates. You know, I, you know, and I look up to him and I hope I can do the same for mine. All right. You know, and but we both go in with full confidence and with full respect. That's how it is. <laughs> can we get a game prediction? Uh, for me? Yeah, I typically. So, you know, I don't like to uh, pick my own game. So it's okay if you don't want to pick yours as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't I want to pick my own a, game. A prediction. Well, we'll have our picks later on then. I wanted to see if we could stir up a little bit of a controversy here. Maybe get you to say something that you didn't want to say or, you know, get in Sean's head. But it seems like a very respectful matchup by two very respectful men. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. You know, Wakanda forever. You know, and, um, you know, and, you know, it, it's, it's like, uh, it's like um, Captain America and T'Challa, you know, you know, uh, you know, respecting one another. You know what I'm saying? This comes Absolutely. out of comes out of respect. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Fidel. Before we let you get back to the Avengers facility headquarters, um, which is Costco, which is Costco, which is Costco. <laughs> and your one dollar hot dog. Is there any message you have for the league? Well. If I had to really say an important message to everyone, all right, now let's just stick together on this one. Just hear me out. Buy a one dollar cost hot dog from Costco. It will change your life. Two dollar hot dog from Costco. It will change your life. And the best buys you can get. The best. The best. Exactly. There you have it, folks. The Costco hot dog. It will change your life. Fidel, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We oh, were so excited you. to celebrate your win, and uh, we wish you luck in the upcoming rest of the season here. Good luck, buddy. We'll talk to uh, you again soon. Well, thank you very much. Um, see you later, guys. All see right. you, Fifi. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Fidel.
Great guest. Glad to have him. So, guys, we are four weeks into the season now. Uh, we'll give a little bit of a post-game matchup here. A uh, lot of lot of parity. A lot of parity in this league. A lot of two and two teams. A lot of one and three teams. Uh, barely any four and zero teams, uh, except for one who I guess you know we'll start with. Super Mario Sunshine in another big spot this week in the Primo Hoagie game of the week, going against myself. And it was a it was a rough game. Uh, you know, he he has shown up now twice, putting up big scores in both games. I was let down a little bit by my receivers this week. Cole Beasley was too busy arguing with Mark Cuban on Twitter about vaccination status, and uh, Ceedee Lamb really didn't do a whole ton in that Panthers game. That was the Ezekiel Elliott show. Looking at uh, John's team, big bounce back from Saquon Barkley, uh, which is you know good to see for him. Uh, he put up 26 points, uh, led the way. He also had some really good quarterback play, Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, although a lot of those points were at the end of the quarter, uh, the fourth quarter that is still uh, put up some big Garbage numbers. Time. Yeah, which helps you know in fantasy. Geez, I will take it any day of the week, but I got a little unfortunate there. But he put a whooping on me, so congrats, Super Mario Sunshine, the only four and team. Next, we have the most bipolar team in the league, uh, Kalman's team, going up against Sean. <laughs> you just you don't know what team you're going to get. Kalman has been now the highest scorer two weeks, and he's also been the lowest scorer four weeks. So he's just a team. He's a team that I don't want to play in the playoffs. Again, led by the duo of Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill, combining for three touchdowns and almost 200 yards. Tyreek had 11 receptions. Uh, Sean was not enough, even though Zeke's big performance and uh, Dak as well had a nice game. Didn't throw for a ton of yards, but uh, through four touchdowns, it was not enough. And Calman with the blowout victory. You put up 137 points. You think you're going to be close, but man, yeah, now we play Calman. Third most in the league this week. Unbelievable. And next up, we have the Whiteout University who was able to steal one against Patrick Stone's try to stop us. You asked for it, you got it. <laughs> Whiteout University did stop you. Sorry to, <laughs> sorry to say. Tyler, Taylor Heineke with a big 33 points. Austin Eckler had a huge game on, what was that? Uh, was that Monday night? Monday. The uh, big thing Monday about night? this game was it was uh, just Eckler versus Herbert Jacobs. Uh, Carr and Mike Williams all on Monday night and why don't university have like maybe a 20 point lead and because Eckler went off he held them off by three points oh you hate to see it there's Monday night games every time I look at my schedule I'm like okay am I playing anybody Monday night where I am not because I hate just coming down to the wire and uh, you know that anxiety that comes with <laughs> watching that Monday night game you can't even watch it so wow to be able to hold that off yeah Austin Eckler man he is uh, showing why he was drafted so high this year. If he could stay healthy, uh, knock on wood, hope I didn't just jinx him. Uh, he very well could be the top fantasy running back this year, especially with McCaffrey out. Yeah, so, you know, I think that the biggest key to this game was Patrick Stone's name change. Uh, it's This is one of the most atrocious names I've seen <laughs> in fantasy football in my career. Um, Patrick, I'm sorry, man, but I don't know – if you are ever going to win another fantasy game again, that needs to change. He needs to change that name back immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Bad omen. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the fact that you didn't capitalize any other letters, only the first T. Um, I don't like the aesthetic of that. You know, it looks no. like a sentence. That's another part. Yeah. It's like a it statement. Very unesthetic. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking, Patrick. Change the name or get a win, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had another close one. Uh, big Chunky Ben Fadil oh, just almost got his second win. But 
team, Christian Castle, the New Jersey football team was able to hold them off. Some big performances all around here. Josh Allen versus Kyler, we thought was going to be a pretty good matchup here. Um, I feel like this one came down. I feel like we gave the edge to, I want to say we gave it to Christian, I think. Didn't we like his running backs more? And Aaron Jones didn't do a whole ton, but David Montgomery had a big game. But now that he's hurt, DJ Moore just having a fantastic season. Um, but it kind of let down a little bit with Nick Chubb and DeAndre Swift. Uh, Nick Chubb was second behind Kareem Hunt, really, this year in points. He seems like Kareem Hunt gets all the goal line carries. So yeah. if you're a Nick Chubb owner, you got to be frustrated with that. But uh, another very, very close game. And this is with the New Jersey football team basically laying a goose egg with Miles Gaskin. Only had two carries for three yards. So, And Logos Thomas dropping an actual goose egg with zero Yeah, points. he got injured. And then Claypool didn't even play, and he left him in. Three zero points, and he was able to somehow get the win. So you got to think, who some bold decision, bold strategy for him, Cotton. But we'll see how it worked out. Yeah, and Devo Samuel bailed yeah. him out. I feel like this could have been, you know, maybe he's trying to sway the analytics. You know, maybe looking like a lower score come seeding time. Maybe he gets. Um, I don't really know how that would help him because it would only get him a harder matchup. But maybe it was a deliberate leaving three out. He um, likes or the challenge. He just, Wanted to send a message to the rest of the league. Three zeros and still gets a dub. <laughs> Impressive. Man. Going to Joe Buck yourself against Gotham's Reckoning. Uh, we didn't know who Jeff Stone was until he put on the mask. Uh, but unfortunately, it was not enough to hold off Joe Buck yourself. Matty Ice with a big, big game. A uh, little bit of a bounce back game against Washington. Washington's defense just looks awful this year. I think heading into this week, they were 31st. And that's kind of been... Well, what was supposed to be their identity, even though I think we were talking about this even preseason, anybody that picked the Redskins to, well, I did it again, the football team <laughs> canceled. <laughs> the football team to win the division uh, it was laughable. Um, I, I truly don't understand where that came from. I know they had a good defense, but they had a good defense last year, and they had Ryan Fitzpatrick and weren't able to do anything. Dalvin Cook coming back from injury, uh, didn't put up a whole lot of points. James Robinson had a pretty good day. Um Pretty low scoring from the skill positions. You know, I'm looking at guys like TJ Hawkinson didn't do a whole lot. Odell Beckham really didn't do a whole lot in that run-first offense. Calvin Ridley, I feel like, has been a bit of a disappointment this year. Um, but he was able to get it done. So, good job, Joe. Buck yourself. And then we have Miles as well. Suck Me Golf was able to get a victory against uh, someone in our division, Brandon Taylor Made. Big performance by Joe Burrow. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had that sick touchdown at the start of the Eagles game, like that little quick shovel pass. Brandon was kind of let down a little bit this week. Cooper Cup came back down to earth, although I think he'll continue to have a big season. Nice bounce-back game from Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Christian Kirk only putting up one. Definitely, definitely hurt him in a game where he only lost by about 15 points. So, tough one there. Cordero um, Patterson went off. And that's like the breakout star of the year right now so far. And he's yeah. like th 30. He's never done anything in his career until this year. 32 points from him. And uh, yeah, he's like that dual threat. Like I think he's starting at running back. Uh, but now he's, you know, he also, he's originally came into the league as a wide receiver. Um, but now he seems to have kind of taken over the spot as like, uh, you know, that utility player you could put yeah. anywhere. So three touchdowns he had, 32 points. So that's a player like that. That's someone that can win you a league when you're mm -hmm. able to get somebody deep like that and, uh, you know, he's able to come out. So, you know, I, I am interested to see when they do like those superlatives at the end of the year, um, 
how many championship winners had Cordero Patterson. That's just, it's almost like an Arian Foster type player when he broke yeah. out that year. You know, he, mm, th- exactly. that type of player wins you leagues. So great. I think Calman had him. <laughs> Did Probably. you or no? I may have. Or maybe I think it was another team that went to the championship. Is that a Calman or, uh, or uh, Team Foss, the rookies that had him in 2010? Hmm. Yeah, Brandon's got to be happy about Daniel Jones, too, throwing for, geez, 400 yards. <laughs> um, Brandon's weakness this year has been the quarterback position, so we got some nice quarterback play out of him. So that's, uh, you know, he's got to be happy about that. So, um, again, uh, still early here. You know, we're out of our first month at 2-2, at two and two, and I have the power rankings here. And as Sean had mentioned earlier this week, pretty much everybody's just kind of beating up on each other every every <laughs> single week. Uh, I think other than John Liu, everybody goes up or goes down every single week. But Super Mario Sunshine holding in uh, first place, second highest scoring team in the league, and two game of the week wins already. So he's got a great primetime record. Try to stop us. You know, he... he he did get stopped this week, but uh, he had a huge scoring output, which you know Sean put in the algorithm in the chat of how this is calculated if you have any questions. So that was able to keep him in the number two spot. Coming in at number three, we have the New Jersey football team. Number four, Calman back from life, jumped up eight spots. He was in dead last. Now he's back Oof. up to fourth. Team Dumpster Fire. You might have to change your name. You're not really looking like a Dumpster Fire <laughs> I think anymore. Dumpster Fire is a good omen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the second he changes it back, it's going to go back to scoring 90. <laughs> Wide out University in fifth. Joe Buck yourself in sixth. Uh, Miles Well Suck Me Golf in seventh. All of these teams. So, for example, you know, last week you're looking, Calvin was 12th. Wide out University was ninth. Joe Buck yourself was 10th. Smiles as well, Suck Me Golf was 11th. So all of these teams moving up four spots, Dumpster Fire moving up eight, and New Jersey football team moving up three. And then we have the bottom of the league, and I find myself back down here. Really disappointing week. I dropped five spots to eight. Sean, uh, three straight losses now and three really close games, just really three unfortunate teammates. You drew Cowman in the week that he decided (laughs) to go off. Dropped down to ninth. Gotham's Reckoning dropped down to 10th. Brandon dropped down to 11th, uh, unfortunately dead last in scoring. Um, two straight losses after starting really, really strong. He was our division leader for a little bit. And then we got Fadil, big chunky Ben. After finally getting out of that last place spot, he finds himself back in the cellar in uh, 12th place. So I, it, I this, this league is so weird. I don't know if I've ever had this much – parody you yeah. know looking at that i mean nobody's really been able to break away like i said except for um john lou so we'll see if you know the second month of the season if anything like that changes but man it's just nobody really is able to get any type of um i don't want to say consistency i mean scoring's been pretty consistent but any, any type of momentum to really break away so we'll see if this continues you know a lot of close games a lot of close games. yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of like, well, what ifs? Like, you know, again, we had that first week. You know, I lost by half a point. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. – you basically had the same thing week two. Um, you know, what if um, Wideout University was able to – or not able to hold off, try to stop us? You know, what if um, Eckler doesn't have that big week? You know, so it's um, – it's, it's, it's yeah, like, like for example, last week, Fidel lost by three points. Debo Samuel scored uh, a touchdown with like – 30 seconds left um, and the 49ers are down two touchdowns. So it was like not a meaningless touchdown, but almost meaningless. And like a touchdown like that won the game for, for New Jersey football team. So just little things like that decide matchups. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, very, very close. Um, some NFL news. So we've had actually a pretty active uh, week here. So yesterday, the Cowboys surprisingly released Jalen Smith, who I want to say a couple hours ago just signed with the Green Bay Packers. Um, definitely a surprise, I think. Uh, the move itself was not necessarily a surprise. It was primarily the timing. Yeah. It's, so, at least from what I understand, um, they decided he has like an injury clause in his contract where uh, if he gets injured, his contract next year is guaranteed. Um, and they figured, I guess, with the development of um, Parsons and maybe they like how Cox is developing as well, they figured that it was all right to let him go. Um, and not risk that injury because um, they really don't want to pay him next year. Yeah, he yeah, was heard- released because he never lies. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, input, Calvin. <laughs> Um, I know they liked what they saw with Keanu Neal too, who I think is getting reactivated this yeah. week. So you know, they oh, had to free up point. a roster spot. So you got to think with those three, Jalen was probably pushed back to the fourth linebacker. Maybe he's definitely yeah. behind Micah, definitely behind Layton, definitely behind um, Neal when he gets back, and mm-hmm. maybe behind Jabril Cox. So um, I know week one, you know, he played in less than twenty five percent of snaps, and I feel like that actually helped him not having to be on the field the entire game. So yeah. really interesting. We'll see what he can do with the Packers. Um, some other news, a little bit of a curveball. Stephon Gilmore was released and then traded to the Carolina Panthers for a six-round pick. I think all 31 teams wanted him. He's a shutdown corner when healthy. And, you know, a lot of teams where, you know, corners are kind of hard to come by these days. I know I was rooting for the Cowboys to get him. I know the Eagles would probably love to have him as well. Um, I thought he could have been a missing piece. He does bring in a, you know, demand a large salary, but that type of player you don't really see released too often. And just when I thought like Jalen was surprising, then I heard that I was like, Oh my God, this might be more surprising than Jalen. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me wonder if there's going to be more moves similar to this coming. It's kind of odd that these happen so close together to me. I think with uh, Gilmore, he, he didn't want to play because of his contract. Um, He's coming back from injury. Um, and he's not eligible to return until week six because he was traded. Because um, he's on, I think he's on the PUP list. So mm-hmm. uh, because he was coming back, the, the Patriots like, oh shoot, okay, well he's he's not going to play for us. Let's just get rid of him. Um, and I think most teams couldn't sign him because of the money, and um, they're hoping to get him cheap if he was released. But so the the, the Panthers are just like, all right, we'll just give you a useless pick in two years, um, so we don't have to bid for him. Makes sense. Yeah, I always wonder how that works out because, you know, I was looking at the cap space of each team and nobody really had a lot. I mean, the Packers were up there. You know, the Seahawks were up there. They had, I think, 10 or 11 million. But you have teams like the Rams and the Chiefs who really just show that, you know, anybody can make the cap if they really want to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like they, Jesus, they sign. I don't know how they have any cap. They pay Patrick Mahomes. They get players constantly you know and they're able to 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 just basically get whoever they want so um i feel like if teams really wanted him they could have made the space but yeah i think he's getting paid like 15 mil a year so it is a big contract to to take on might be even more i don't know yeah it's it's a big deal and he wants a new contract too that's even more which uh probably panthers are one of the few teams that can't afford that yeah, I mean, he is on the wrong side of 30, but you have to think he has maybe 
two, maybe three more really good years left. And then after that, you know, typically is when you see the drop off. So we'll see. Um, Yeah. And I think the Panthers honestly are better than they thought they were going to be so far this year. They're kind of putting all the chips in the middle of the table here. A bit of a surprise, Calman. You may be able to comment on this more since you're local to the area, but Christian McCaffrey, who's been out, uh, he did practice in pads today, which I thought was a little bit surprising. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about that. I mean, obviously, it's going to hurt the Eagles' chances to win the game if he suits up. Um, but I'm going to the game on Sunday because Kim won uh, tickets through her, her uh, work, which is really awesome. Um, and you want to see all like the superstars out on the field when you're there. You want to be able to see them in person. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's if he's back and how bad the Eagles' run defense is. I mean, the Eagles' run defense is non-existent at this point. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to have a field day, which is kind of scary. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does tomorrow. And, you know, we still got Friday. And then if he does suit up, does he play? Is he limited? I would have to imagine he's probably limited. But I guess we would see closer to game time. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the Week 5 matchups, uh, we'll go over kind of the superlatives for the week. So best manager went to Brandon Tambori. You set the perfect possible lineup. You scored the max points possible. So awesome job. Great decisions uh, this week. If it makes you feel any better, I don't know if it's better or worse knowing that you couldn't have won no matter what lineup you did. <laughs> I always hate when like, you know, I, I lose and then, you know, someone on my bench outscores someone that, that would have won me the game. So just knowing, hey, you played it perfectly. It just was not meant to be this week. Worst manager, Patrick Stone. You scored 75% of the perfect possible lineup. The um, perfect possible would have been 152. You scored 114. I was a part of the biggest blowout. I lost by a margin of 43.4%. Shame on me. Uh, Castle, New Jersey football team, won the narrow victory. We've had a lot of close games. This was actually, this geez, considered some of the other close games we had, this may as well be a blowout. Won by two points. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, three points, and it was a margin of 2%. Calman again with the highest score, your second of the year. Yeah. I won the lowest score. Oh, not good. 113. Calman, you were also the overachiever. You overachieved your projection by 32%. Congratulations, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I was below expectation. I was projected 143, and I scored 113. So, ooh, bad week for me. Did not show up in prime time. That's a margin of 21%. The QB of the week, Pat Mahomes. Running back of the week, Cordell Patterson. Wide receiver of the week, Tyree Kill. Patrick Holmes and Tyreek, again, both on uh, Calman's squad there. Dawson Knox, who's kind of emerged in Buffalo, uh, has been a really good pick this year. He was the top tight end of the week on Team Jeff Stone. Or Jeff Gotham's Stone's Reckoning. Team, rather, Gotham's Reckoning, yeah. Everybody keeps changing their name so often yeah. as soon as I remember it. I he needs, he needs to change back to the Goodfellas. That was a better name than, than whatever Gotham's Reckoning is. Yeah, Bane lost yeah, in that I movie. Agree. He died. So. Yeah. <laughs> and so did he this past Sunday, apparently. The QB benchwarmer <laughs> of the week, Trey Lance, appears to be in, in San Fran. He put up 24 points. The running back benchwarmer, James Conner. That's always a tough one. I, I don't know that you could have started James Conner, um, so I can't really blame you there. Same thing with Trey Lance. You know, that's always a tough one. Van Jefferson was the wide receiver bench warmer and the tight end bench warmer, Jared Cook. So that's what we have for week four. Uh, any thoughts? Are we ready to move on? Any? Any? Uh, I think we hit most of it, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. In terms of the uh, MVP race, Mahomes. And Brady swaps, and Mahomes is now leading the league in points. 
uh, next to that ridiculous week against me. <laughs> Thanks, Calvin. <laughs> um, really Murray's still second. Uh, Brady's in third. Stafford, your boy Dakota, he's in fourth. And then uh, Jalen Hurts, garbage time king, is in fifth for most points this Man. season. We'll see who keeps it up as the season progresses. This is when I feel like crunch time starts. I had said like on the first or second podcast, after four weeks, you kind of know what you are or what you're going to be. I don't know what anybody is on this. Yeah, I really, especially Cowman. I, I just know that I don't <laughs> want to play him in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I really can't tell who's good or who's bad. Like I said, Sean, you're one and three. You very easily could be four and zero. Oh. Um, well. Three and one. Three and one. Yeah. Last week, nothing I could have done. <laughs> we talked about the close game for Whiteout University. You know, Fadil has had some close games. Um, uh, so it's so close, you know. Um, who knows? The only team that seems to be emerging, Super Mario Sunshine, as we said. Um, that's a close one. So we'll head into the matchups for week number five. Uh, and I guess I'll start with mine here. I'm going up against the New Jersey football team. You know, I won't pick my matchup, but I'll see if you guys have any thoughts. Uh, let's see. Um, so you're going up against the New Jersey football team. Um, all right. So obviously the keys here, you know, your quarterback positions, I think could very well uh, cancel each other out. Um, but just looking through the lineups, uh, they look like they're pretty even. Um you know, obviously, uh, Jones is still a little bit banged up for the New Jersey football team, uh, which may uh, be uh, an issue. Uh, he also has uh, Montgomery that is currently out. And considering how uh, he did not take out some of his other injured players last week, uh, you might be playing against uh, two players that are out of this lineup. So uh, I think it's uh, very heavy in your favor right now. Yeah, Christian's usually been active in years past, but he, he left in a, an active player in last week. That was really disappointing to see. And then he, he still has two in right now, which uh, hopefully he, he you know logs on. Because he did make a, a waiver pickup this week, so it's not like he's completely ghosting the league, but he does need to check his lineup. Yeah. You know, I'm okay, Christian. If you don't check your lineup, you can start nobody. It uh, really doesn't matter to me this week. So um, <laughs> do what you want. Yeah, you know, we did a little switcheroo, right? So he's got David Montgomery, and I was the high spitter this week on the Damian Williams, who was the kind of top free agent this week. I just thought it was time to make a move for a running back. I didn't want to get buried in October. I wanted to come into November going into a playoff run, you know, with a solid – squad I guess and I just figured now was the time to make a move so he commanded the most I knew I had to outbid Calman. I knew that uh, <laughs> he was going to bid on him in need of a running back and uh, I was kind of glad that the football team was not able to handcuff him I don't think he had the budget to do so either so that'll be something to keep a lookout you know kind of stole his, his handcuff here so it'll be a fun matchup yeah I have Dakota winning if unless the New Jersey football team locks on and changes his lineup. Um, but even if he does, I still think uh, I, I would give the edge to Dakota. I, I agree. I don't think he has the um, the depth to replace those players at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's gonna that's really going to do him in. Yeah, those injuries are tough. Mm-hmm. 
So next up, we have the Trash Pandas, who the owner Sean Real going up against Big Chunky Ben. This is a battle of one and three teams. Only one team can emerge. Uh, I like some matchups this week. So looking at impact players, right? So for the Trash Pandas, I'm looking at Brady against a Miami, who's looked very, very weak so far this year. Mike Evans, while Miami does have some pretty good corners. Um, they just, as a whole, has not looked very, very good. And then you have Zeke going against the Giants, who I think they're just going to pound the ball. I think that could hurt Coop's value a little bit, especially he's he, he's been a little banged up, but he's always mm-hmm. banged up, and it never seems to matter. What I like on Fidel's side, I like Josh Allen going against Kansas City. Kansas City is the it has to be probably the worst defense in the league. I don't know statistically. Um, they have to be back there. Uh, they cannot stop anybody, it seems. So that could definitely be a game where it's a shootout. Josh Allen. I like DJ Moore against Philadelphia. Philadelphia's defense has not looked very good. I think that could be an impact uh, as well. Um, and then Kirk Cousins against Detroit. Again, another soft matchup. So they're the players that I'm looking at. I'm uh, Sean, you're projected to win now. I'm predicting uh, projecting an upset. Uh, I'm projecting big chunky Ooh, Ben. Big chunky I just ben. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm giving it to Fidel this week. I think Josh Allen has a big game against Kansas City. Yeah, I think um, I definitely like Sean's quarterbacks here a little bit better, but Josh Allen definitely is the X factor. Um, you know, we kind of saw Hurts uh, have a rebound game against Kansas City, and I think you know, a large part of that is just because Kansas City's defense looks pretty weak. Uh, there was like a clear difference when watching the Cowboys defense and how they play and Kansas City's defense and how they play. Uh, it is it's pretty drastic. Um, so I think Josh Allen, with how good he's been, it, it's going to the only the only thing I could say is that, um, you know, if for some reason, like Kansas City's offense doesn't do anything. Maybe they have to cool it down, but it looks like this is just going to be a two-way shootout the entire game. So Josh Allen's going to have to put up a lot of points, and he's in a favorable matchup to do so. Um, then when it comes to like the the running backs here, um, I like Zeke against the uh, Giants, um, but you know I also uh, I don't know. I'm not really I'm not really too familiar with uh, how Detroit's run game goes um but looking at like the receivers and all that uh i think it's pretty even um i think that Moore could definitely have a big game against the eagles um you know as dakota was saying the eagles uh defense has been kind of non-existent i, I kind of feel like the eagles secondary is a little bit better than the rest of the defense has been um obviously you know when you put a linebacker on you know tyree kill it doesn't go very well um so hopefully they don't do that this weekend um, man, I, I kind of feel like I'm leaning towards, uh, Sean, uh, this week, just because I feel like the two quarterbacks, uh, especially Dak going up against the giants, I think, uh, you know, I think Dak could put up some huge numbers there. Um, so I just think that he has a little bit more stability at that position. That's going to generate a ton of points. So I, I think I'm kind of leaning towards, towards Sean here, but I think it's gonna be a very close game. Yeah, they, they were the team to end his season last year, so you got to wonder if that's in the back of his head, you know, if he wants to uh, get some payback. DeAndre Swift's been good. He's big in the PPR game, um, so, you know, we'll see if he can continue that uh, this week. But he's been kind of hit or miss. Like, he's had two big weeks and then two kind of okay weeks. Mm-hmm. 
that's kind of been the the trend for him. Uh, going to our next game, we have Try to Stop Us, Patrick Stone going up against Albert Liu. Miles as well, Suck Me Golf. Uh, big, big numbers here projected for Try to Stop Us. Uh, you know, you had Derrick Henry projected over 20 points. You have Justin Herbert projected over 20 points going against Cleveland. You have Derek Carr, who's been really good this year, uh, going up against Chicago. Now Chicago seems to be a team Justin Fields is starting, so they could be a little bit more competitive, I think, with him back there. We said, what did we say? What was our over-under? Did we say week four, Andy Dalton would be out? I can't remember. <laughs> I, I think we did, yeah. I think we said <laughs> week day. four. So you <laughs> uh, knew that was going to happen, you know. Um, on Albert's side, you know, the, the playmakers I'm looking for – I think you're significantly disadvantaged at the running back position here. I don't like the matchup of Kenny Galladay going up against Dallas either. Dallas secondary has been pretty dirty this year. You know, you're probably looking at him going up against Trayvon Diggs and Daniel Jones has really not proven um, that he can do much of anything. Although he did have a good game last week, but again, I'm not convinced. Travis Kelsey against Buffalo. He should have a pretty solid game. I'm thinking Uh, again, that game should be pretty high scoring. Trey Lance, I think, is too much of a wild card. And Cordero Patterson, he's been big. He's got a good matchup here against the Jets. So we'll see if he can put up you know, a lot of points again. I, you know, I think this game could be not as much of a blowout as it's projected to be. I think right now I'm going with try to stop us, Patrick Stone. I think he just has a more rounded lineup, and I like his matchups a little bit better, especially Justin Jefferson and Thielen going up against Detroit. And I'm looking for Mike Williams to bounce back. I think he only had one reception on Monday night, and he's been very good this year. But I will say this. Trey Lance and Patterson could be the X factors. Patterson's only projected 10 points. He put up 30 last week. Uh, and he's also had a 20-point game as well. And then I'm looking at Trey Lance. He's projected 19. He's going against a high-scoring Arizona team. They're going to have to, even though they don't want to throw the ball, they're going to have to throw the ball. So I think this could definitely be a game. If they step up, we could definitely see an upset here. But right now I'm going with Patrick Stone. Yeah, I. Uh, so currently it, this, this game is going to come down to, um, to really a single thing. But... Um, when I'm looking at the the teams, uh, I think you're right. I think um, Cordero Batterson, he he's kind of like this year's uh, Taysom Hill in a sense that you can plug him into various different slots, and I think that's really cool that we have those you know types of players uh, in fantasy. It's really neat. Um, I think that overall the team strength. I think that uh, try to stop us has a, a better overall team. I, I feel like I'd be more comfortable with that roster. However. That whole roster right now is sitting under a very, very porous umbrella, which is the team name, and I think that's <laughs> that's, that's going to bring them down. I mean, it's it's so bad and it's atrocious, and they're they're not going to win a game with that name, uh, despite how strong that roster is. So, uh, currently, right now, I'm going to go with uh, in, not like this other name is great either, but he's been you know at least sticking with it for the last couple weeks. I think Miles will suck me golf, uh, despite also having a bad name is going to uh to definitely pull out this w this week yeah i'm gonna give the edge to uh try to stop us this team just looks too strong i know he had a down week last week but uh at least he always just seems like he has a low floor with how much talent he has so i'm gonna give the edge there but i do think miles is also like me golf has made some really great waiver acquisitions um they've really been working the wire 
And uh, I do think they're, they're going to, a team on the come up. Next up, we got Gotham's Reckoning, Jeff Stone going against the Wideout University, uh, another battle of two and two teams. And I should mention, uh, every team we've gone over so far, except for <laughs> Sean and Fidel, are two and two. Uh, they're the one and three, only one and three game this week. So Oof. again, this is Gotham's Reckoning and Wideout University, both teams two and two, uh, you know, tr- both trying to emerge here. This has it projected to be a pretty close game here. Some matchups I'm looking for. I like Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins both to bounce back this week after uh, not so good week last week. I think Devontae Adams going against Cincinnati could be a pretty big game. Uh, Cincinnati's defense really hasn't been too great this year. Um, I don't like his running back situation. I think Cleveland's a tough front to go against with Austin Eckler, although he tends to get his points anyway. And a banged-up Chris Carson going against another tough front, the Rams. Not the matchup you want. And Carson is, uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to play. Uh, that They're playing tomorrow, so yeah, he doesn't yeah, have he, a lot of time. He does have Collins if he's not playing, though. He does, yeah. Yeah, so let me look at his bench here as well. So he could plug that in if needed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Gainwell, I think, has been really good, too. So that's a sneaky waiver wire pickup. Uh, you know, Kalman had him, originally drafted him. And he looks to be like he might be the guy over Miles Sanders. Um, he's looked more impressive, I think, so far, although Miles Sanders really hasn't had a ton of carries to go with. Um, yeah. So that's going to be a tough one. Looking at Gotham's reckoning, again, as you mentioned, the Seahawks play the Rams on Thursday night. It's a tough matchup for Russell Wilson. You have to think he's getting his points, but you know him and Tyler Lockett, they kind of live and die together. Tyler Lockett has been boomer bust. Basically, he either catches a, a you know fifty yard touchdown, or he really hasn't done anything this year. If he hasn't done that, very underrated wide receiver, but he's has had I think back to back quiet weeks now of under I want to say six or seven points. So that could definitely hurt Gotham's reckoning. Um, I do like the emergence of Dawson Knox as a tight end this year. He's been pretty solid these past two weeks, and again, I think he's got a good matchup going against Tan- Tennessee and Emmanuel Sanders has also kind of like stepped up big time as well. Had a slow start, but he's emerging as one of the go-to targets for Josh Allen. It's just whether or not Allen can find him for a TD to make it worth it. I think I'm going to go with the projection on this one. I think it's going to be close. Um, I just don't like that Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett matchup against the Rams tomorrow. I, I think that Rams defense is, is good. They don't give up a ton of de- uh, big plays either. So I'm going to give the edge here to Wideout University. Yeah, so looking at this roster, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say just right off the bat, uh, once again, not a huge fan of the the Gotham's reckoning. Uh, I feel like that's kind of almost sounds like a, a Papa John's type thing, like <laughs> interview, like you know, the day of reckoning is near. Um, I also I want to point this out too, uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, Lombardi Lenny. I feel like it's better to say like Leonard Foreskin. I think that's a better uh, nickname there. Um, Looking at the teams, though, I think that Whiteout University has a really strong team. Um, if Tyler Heineke continues to play well and put up points, and going up against New Orleans, I know that it's showing that as like not like a favorable matchup. I think he could put up some serious points, especially considering what Danny Dimes did last week. And Heineke's probably a better player than Danny Dimes. Uh, and it's also you know Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz can. I guess, continue what he did last week. I think that that's, you know, starting to turn into a bit of a strength for wideout university, which 
considering how weak the quarterback position was for them, the fact that that's coming around and then you have Eckler and then you have some really good wide receivers down there. I just I kind of feel like this is just going to be too much for Gotham's reckoning to uh, to keep up with this week. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I, I do really like Wyatt University's team, especially now that he addressed probably the, the biggest weakness he had was QB. Um, and Heineke's been a pretty great pickup so far in this season. And um, as long as Wentz doesn't completely shit the bed. <laughs> Which is possible. Which <laughs> is possible. He, he, he is looking pretty strong. He has Julio, too, who's he's coming out from injury. So, uh, overall, looks like a really strong team. I, I do like Gotham Reckoning's team. Um, they've been surprising me pretty well so far this season. Um, but I do think Wild University is a little too strong for this matchup. Going into our next matchup, we have our only undefeated team, 4-0, Super Mario Sunshine, going against TaylorMade, 2-2. Two two. Currently, um, Sleeper has Super Mario Sunshine projected to win. There are some question marks here. Saquon Barkley is still carrying that questionable tag, although I would imagine he's going to play. Um, Dallas has been, I would say, vulnerable to the run game, so we'll see if they come out and try to pound the ball. I would expect Jason Garrett to try to do just that and test those linebackers. Elijah Mitchell, he was the big free agent pickup in Week 2 and uh, really hasn't done a whole ton. You know, got injured pretty much immediately after and only put up six points against the Eagles, so we'll see if he goes this week. Some, what I would call, uh, you know, breakout players to watch on his team, I think is going to be the quarterback position here. Lamar Jackson against Indy is a pretty favorable matchup, I would say. And then looking at Jalen Hurts against Carolina. Carolina's defense has been uh, pretty good this year. Um, You know, if if they can come out and run the ball, Dak was able to have a very good fantasy week because they were able to kind of set up the pass. They would get down to the goal line, you know, not goal line, but like, you know, the um, opponent's territory and then run some play action. And, you know, so there's going to be chances for Jalen Hurts to score in this game. He could definitely exceed that projection, I think. Um, if he, again, we'll see what the play calling looks like. Looking at Brandon's team, some breakout players. Again, Joe Mixon, um, he got injured in the game last Thursday. He's got a little bit of extra time to recover, so that's a good sign for him. He's going to be going up against Green Bay. Bengals look surprisingly good this year offensively. So, uh, Green Bay's been kind of hit or miss. You know, we'll see that that could very well be a high-scoring game. We'll see if they make it. You know, Joe Burrow has to win it through the air, or if they can pound the ball against Green Bay. Cooper Cup is going to be looking to go back against Seattle and bounce back after last week. I think he could definitely exceed projection as well. Uh, Seattle defense has not looked very good, and I feel like these Rams Seahawks games are always high-scoring. Uh, someone may need to fact check me on that. <laughs> I could be totally wrong, but <laughs> that's the the feel that I get from this game. Thursday night. I'm excited to watch that. Um, another breakout player that I could see is um, Darren Waller against Chicago. Waller gets a ton of targets. Um, he's been, you know, on a pretty good Las Vegas team. They seem to be for real, even though they're coming off that loss against the Chargers. Chargers are a tough team. Uh, just yeah. no way around that. They're they're a very tough team. So um, I would look for him to get back up I, I don't like Daniel Jones against Dallas we'll see Dallas defense has been pretty good this year and forces a ton of turnovers Daniel Jones throws a lot of turnovers or fumbles you know a lot so 
I really don't like that one. This is a really close matchup. Again, it's only a, a difference of six points. I'm going to go with Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, he's the best team in the league. And honestly, I'll probably pick him until you know he gives me reason not to. But uh, just strong team all around. Yeah, I think there's a huge advantage at the quarterback position. Uh, I just feel like Big Ben, he just he doesn't have it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. he's just falling apart at the seams. Um, Lamar Jackson, I think uh, if his butt's feeling a little bit better, I think he's going to do really well against Indianapolis, who hasn't really looked all that great this year. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts also could have a big game. At least I hope he does, because I will once again be there. Um, I think Hurts has really improved every week. Obviously, Dallas, you know, is kind of an outlier there, but I think Dallas just might be good. Like, I think their defense just might be really good. I think that was more of a reflection on uh, how good Dallas's defense is rather than uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, not being good. Um, so with the Dallas defense, I think that Saquon Barkley is not going to have a great game. I know that Dallas may be, you know, prone to, uh, to the run game. Um, but I feel like the Giants O-line is not great. And I feel like that's going to be a problem for Saquon to, uh, to run through. Um, and then on the other side here, I mean, I, I cannot imagine uh, Daniel Jones doing good against the Cowboys defense. Uh, you know, as Dakota said, it, it's, they're creating turnovers. At, it's probably almost like a, a record-setting pace at this point. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones, who has clear ball security issues, uh, is going to strive in that. And I think that having these two quarterbacks on this team, and I know it probably sounds repetitive at this point because I feel like this is like the constant uh, criticism uh, of the team. I just think it's too much of a handicap for uh, for Brandon's team here. And I, I just think that Super Mario Sunshine has too many great players at crucial positions where Brandon is just lacking that at this point in time. So I think that uh, Super Mario Sunshine is going to uh, to bring it home. Yeah, I'm not going to pick against John until he actually loses. I do think Brandon has a decent shot at blowing off an upset, but um, John just keeps winning, and so I'm not going to not going to pick against the guy who keeps winning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just win, baby. You got to think. Um, well, I guess well maybe not, but I was going to say like. Um, Jonathan Taylor's been pretty good. I, I haven't watched the Colts. You know, he had a strong week one, two okay week twos, and a very strong week four. Um, you got to wonder, like, I, I, I'd be interested to see how much they're using him. I, like, I'm looking, I like how Sleeper gives the snap count, and it looks like about 50% of the time, you know, he had 55%, 45%, 48 week three, and 51 week four. Um, I don't even know who is it. Naeem Hines. So yeah, he's the he's the receiving back. He's receiving um, back. Okay, I was thinking like who is stealing carries from this guy? Because I'm like, yeah. I, I was looking at that earlier the snap counts, and I'm like, I I couldn't remember who was their, their backup running back. And I mean, pretty much every team has a committee now. But I mean, mm-hmm. Taylor seems like when he gets his touches, he's good. But yeah, the problem with him was he wasn't scoring. Like he was leading the league in goal line touches, but could not get into the end zone. Mm. Uh, and he finally did last week, and that's why his, his production jumped. But yeah, he just was not scoring, and that was his problem. Able to get in there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I feel if Brandon had anyone besides Big Ben, I'd feel much more comfortable picking him. But man, he 
I don't know if you guys watched that Packers Steelers game. He looked horrendous. He I looked mean, bad. There's that one meme going around of him just like toppling over. I think <laughs> <laughs> he looks just so uncoordinated. Yeah, uh, Steelers bad the whole season. Not a good team. You know, my yeah. pregame uh, or preseason projections. You know, the bets that I put in, I had the Browns to win the division, and I think that's looking pretty good now. Steelers just are not the same team. But uh, a sneaky pickup Brandon had was Josh Gordon. So. Yeah, he's supposed uh, to make his debut on Sunday night, so we'll see if he does, and you know what he's able to do with, with Patrick Mahomes at the helm against Buffalo. Like I said, should be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I feel like Brandon should have tried to uh, to pick up Justin Fields just to have like that wild card aspect. So well, he was like drafted. Oh, I was think, he? right? Um, For some reason, I thought he was a free agent at some point. Maybe in time. he was dropped. I think you're right. Actually, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, he was Fields. picked up this week for a dollar. Was he? Yeah, he was By picked up. Strapped. Um, yeah, there were eight waiver wire claims processed this week, and uh, he was picked oh. up by Get Strapped. You're right, Calman. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I, he should have. Yeah, I think he'd be I mean, better than Big Ben for, for a steal. Yeah. When we talk about again players that can win you the league uh, for a dollar, Justin Fields. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback, but you know he has that dual threat capability, and he's got an arm. So that'll. Yeah. Um, that that'll definitely be interesting. I'm, I can't believe nobody else bid on him. I didn't even know he was. I guess because I've had Dak and Brady, I haven't even bothered looking at QBs. Yeah, I'm yeah, in the same I boat. Turn that filter off. <laughs> I have Zach Wilson as my backup, who really has not been a good backup. Honestly, I probably should have had better vision on this. But wow, interesting. Yeah, we still have uh, one more matchup. Yeah, it is the Primo Hoagies EFFL game of the week. Boy, it's not a hoagie. It's a primo. Saving this one for last, it is our co-host, the Dumpster Fire, going up against Joe Buck Yourself. Yeah. Get strapped. You better uh, you better do what your name says and get strapped because this is going to be a wild ride. You know, are you getting Calman week one and four or are you getting Calman week two and three? Um, you got Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill who has shown he they can single-handedly win the matchup. And, uh, you know, anything else? Oh, is, I know is, uh, from firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean knows uh, that, uh, you know, they could single-handedly win it. Calvin's team, you know, has been a little bit better at the running back position. Sony Michelle, I uh, got you basically a goose egg minus a point last week. And then Latavius Murray did get 11 points. So it was nice to see him get in double digits there for you. Uh, Devontae Smith is emerging, which is you know great news for fantasy. DK Metcalf, again, a very strong option. You have to think Kyle Pitts is going to have a breakout game. It could be this week against the Jets. So, you know, I like Calman's team here a lot. While Joe Buck yourself, I think, has the stronger overall team. Uh, I, I don't even think it's any close that he's more balanced. I mean, he's got two great running backs. He's got... Really, three, what I would say, well, I would say one great wide receiver in Keenan Allen and then two good ones in Ridley and Beckham. I think Ridley could be great. He just hasn't shown it yet this year. TJ Hawkinson is a stud at the tight end position. While he's had a few slow starts here the last two weeks, Chubba Hubbard looked really good last week against Dallas. Um, he didn't score, so it doesn't look like he had a lot of points. But if you watch that game, he was really involved and he runs physically. So something to keep an eye on for him is, you know, does – Christian McCaffrey suit up and you know how much does that hurt Hubbard's value and then you got Sam Darnold uh Calman Sean if I asked you who the leading touchdown score rushing is this year do you know who that is it's Darnold Duck Sam Darnold yeah leading in t- I think he's got five touchdowns so five yep 
Um, it, it, you know, he's definitely got the more balanced team. You know, the rich got richer here with Justin Fields for a dollar. That's a steal. But unfortunately for you, Joe Buck yourself, you're going up against the enigma that is the dumpster <laughs> fire. And, uh, I, you know what? I, I'm thinking Calvin wins the coin flip. I'm, I'm picking Calvin this week. I just think like there's some energy that is, uh, taking over his lineup. I think, uh, let me, let me say this. Let me rephrase that. Joe Buck yourself should win this game. He's projected to win this game. I just I feel like Calvin gets some nonsense with Tyreek and Patrick against Buffalo. I think he's got some really good matchups. And uh, I think Kyle Pitts gets his breakout game against the Jets this week, which will honestly help Joe Buck yourself as much as it helps you, Calvin, because he's got Matt Ryan. But uh, oh, yeah, it's true. I, I think your skill positions are just too much this week, and I think you get the upset victory. Calvin's team is a good case study in uh, – roster construction and figuring out do running backs matter um i'm gonna flip a coin actually to see if calvin wins or not that's a good Head, way to do it <laughs> heads he wins tails he loses i'm using google's coin flip tails so calvin unfortunately your players are not gonna <laughs> score 40 each this week <laughs> um i honestly I, I think this game is a coin flip uh, it really just depends um He's very strong skill position wise in terms of QB and wide receiver, um, and you know Winston's a wild card. So really, it, this is I'm curious to see you know track how you do season long. Um, if you know you don't really need a running backs, if like you're so strong elsewhere, it makes up for it. Can you win like that? And it looks like it's the results are fifty fifty so far. Yeah, I think that with with my team, you know, it's going to be a constant struggle trying to solidify that running back position, at least just getting consistently, you know, double digits from those two players. I think that's really the key mm-hmm. and just, you know, kind of just gamble for the rest of the uh, the lineup to do their thing. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to pick the team or I'm not going to pick the uh, the game, um, but I will say that I do like my team in a sense that I feel like I can outscore anybody in the league on any given week. Um, it's just, it's just very reliant on a couple players. So if they don't perform, I'm not going to win. So um, yeah, I do like having the high scoring potential though. I think the fact that I've had a couple weeks where I've been the top scorer, I think that definitely says something and it definitely makes me feel more comfortable than having just like a, a middling a consistent middling of like the field type of uh of team so i kind of like that wild card aspect yeah it's a cool feeling you know knowing any given week you could beat anybody in the league yeah um, and that definitely helps come playoff time too mm-hmm. i'm i'm interested to see game of the week i think the entire league will have their eyes on it and uh, we'll have the winner of that game on the podcast next week um, I guess unless you win, Calvin, and then um, <laughs> then we'll have Fidel. Fidel right again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a mystery guest. So uh, that is our predictions for this week. Again, a lot of two and two teams, some storylines. Who is able to emerge? Uh, who you know is is John able to continue this dominance? And uh, we're in for another fun week of football, week five, and we will catch you guys next week. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you. Not A, not B, but C. <laughs> See you.